Welcome to the Morning Sanity Check, where we talk about the different pillars of resilience, spiritual, physical, social, and mental. Join us so we can talk about it, then be about it. Let the show begin. All right, all right. Good morning, everybody. My name is Seth. And I'm Camille. Hey, hey, and this is your Saturday morning sanity check. Hopefully you're doing everything you need to do to stay sane. Camille, how you feeling this morning? I'm feeling good this morning. I got a lot of rest yesterday, so, you know, I'm bright-eyed, bushy-tailed today, so. Good, <laughs> good, 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 good. And 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 I'm, I'm getting there. I'm still kind of waking up. So when you work out and then your your back start twitching, you're doing everything you got to do. But then the next day it lets you know how young you're not. So I'm feeling that. Right. And and I've been running away from from 40 for so long. And now it's finally been caught up with me. Now here I am sipping tea like, old man, I'm usually. Yes, sir. I'm going to join you because it's 40 ain't no joke. Right. It's no joke. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Today, we're going to talk about generational curses. So, hey, what's going on, Nathan? How you doing, Matthew? Good to see you always, brother. Cuz, what's up, Bean? All right. We see you, uh, 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 Foots. Good morning. Good morning. Look, this this generational curses, y'all. This, this is a mess. This is a mess. And I mean, I have my own thoughts and, and how we define it. And because it all depends on where you come from, what you think it is and what it could be. In my mind, I really don't believe in generational curses. I believe in people keeping up the same stupid stuff throughout their whole life and passing on stupid information or hiding it. Ah, we will talk more about that. Camille, what you think? I'm kind of with you, you know, talk about where generational curses, we've all heard it, but we, a lot of people don't understand where it really came from. Mm -hmm. And so um, I feel the same way. Is it really a curse or is it learned behavior and continued patterns throughout the generations? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm the same, on the same page as you are. Mm -hmm. To an extent, you know, to an extent. So I think that there are some, you know, we always talk about the physical and emotional but we kind of keep the spirit man out of it um so i do think that there are some ties to that but really i i think it's to learn learn behaviors passed down over the years you mm -hmm. know for the most part so. okay yeah i believe that and you know i believe also with everything that's going on right now people are really more uh, it were just interested in learning their history because they, I don't know how many, but I'm sure there's many individuals that did not know about Juneteenth until now. Okay. And then the, the, the good part, but also the scary part is when you start digging, you start digging more and more then you start finding other bones. You get what I'm saying? Like, wow, I did not know this. And then you start looking at your surroundings like, wow, I'm standing in a location that, you know, it was less than a hundred years ago. This, this, this was going on. Have you been noticing that with people? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, my like I said before, my mother. You know, we've always celebrated Juneteenth, so I've always been aware of the holiday and everything like that. But again, there are a lot of people who did not know about it. Um, and the more you look around, and the more you see, you know, you're kind of like, oh, your whole awareness is different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's different. And then again, like you say, you're digging and you're digging and you're finding and you're like, oh, 
<laughs> you know, so yes, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, it's a trip. So good morning, everyone. If you're just tuning in, just make sure you uh, you share this. We're talking about generational curses and what they can do, and also what we can do to prevent it. All right, I think it's extremely, extremely, extremely important. So, what do you guys think? What do you think you can do to break the the generational curses and and I would throw it out there. I'm a, just going to start off by saying I'm not that what's the word? Not that interested in Jada Smith and Will Smith situation. However, however, what I believe she did was prevented unnecessary mess within their family. However, their dynamics is ran now that means even though someone tried to air their laundry she took it upon herself to say look not everything has been good i need to bring you to the table now everyone don't have the luxury of being you know superstars and and all this because there's no real reason to put it all in the world but she has that lifestyle and someone brought it out there so as she has she confronted it out there however by doing that she she she's she did not create the environment where it's going to be an elephant in the room. So then when her children get older, they're hearing rumors, but she's never confirming or deny it. Now, what, what do you think about that, Camille? Um, I, I, you know, it's those things that is, they didn't pick it. I don't get too much involved either. You know, that's what they do, their lifestyle. But I do like the fact that she does confront it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that, hey, this is what it is. You know, it does not look the same for everybody, right or wrong. You mm -hmm. know, it doesn't look the same. But um, there's an honesty, in a sense, you know, between her and her husband. Um, there's an honesty that even though someone else aired it, that, you know, they were able to confront it. But, you know, at the same time, you talk about things, it starts a healing process. You know what I mean? There's a lot of dysfunction in that family before, not just the, the Pinkett's, but for, I mean, um, the Smiths, but for Jada Pinkett and mm -hmm. then in his family as well. Um, so they are taking a different approach. Yes. You know what I mean, approach to life different than what they were raised, different than what they were taught. Um, and with generational curses, that's kind of what it has to happen, mm -hmm. you know, to break those cycles is you have to take a different approach um, to what's continually been shown, what your environment continues to do um, if you want to get out of those cycles. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, in terms of their relationship, you know, I don't have a, a, a dog in a fight. But, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a individual thing for them. Yeah. Knowing what situations are so and being honest about that mm -hmm. and that's good and matthew said thanks for chiming in brother he says you can't break what you won't confront and that is so so trill because and, and this is the deal we always look to the celebrities see what they got going on and then create a whole dialogue about that but look at your own stuff are you willing to talk about that you get what I mean? Are you willing to talk about your situationship or whatever it is that, that you get what I mean? Because it, 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 it can start the healing process if you feel as though what you're doing is wrong. All right. Mm -hmm. And shout out to everybody that's that's uh, chiming in. What's going on, Jeremy? I see you, Herm. Larry, what's going on? Larry, take it, uh, holding it down over there. So Larry said the real question is why people judging It's their life and their choice. You're absolutely right. It is their life and their choice. However, they put themselves out there 
So to be scrutinized, essentially. And when you think about that show, that whole, what is it, the red cup, the red table? Yeah, red table. So that's what they're there to do, to confront everything, but they put it in the public's eye so that they can create dialogue. So, you know, but essentially, I don't care. Whatever she did with her hoo-ha is hers. You feel me? But that's what it is. So what, what do you think, what else you think you have to do, Camille, to break the generational curses and to break the chain so i kind of think you know we kind of need to go back you know where where did it start you know a lot of people um you know the notion is that it came from the bible you know what i mean during times of moses so in exodus if you look in there and deuteronomy and things like that but when i was doing a lot of research um what i found was that i think that in some ways we've um misconstrued what those scriptures were saying and that it was really a result of continued sins passed down, you know, from the forefathers, not as a result of what they've done. Mm -hmm. So it's those patterns of behavior that have continued, you know, on and on down the lines. And so, um, you know, you have to really kind of understand what that is and that we do have the power to break it. There are several things that, you know, I'll talk about in a little bit, but um, also when we talk about these generational curses and stuff like that, I just want to bring this because Seth and I were talking and we were talking about um, trauma being passed down, you know, through the generations and stuff like that. And so um, I did some research on that, on epigenetics, right? So over the last 10 years, maybe a little bit more, uh, scientists have and researchers have been doing a lot of research about uh, can trauma be passed down uh, through DNA? And it's not necessarily the DNA. They found some evidence of RNA, um, but really the markers, epigenetic markers that are on the DNA. Mm -hmm. And what that suggests is that those things can be switched on and switched off. If you know anything about science, they can be switched on and switched on based on your environment, you know, and based on what you're exposed to or experience. And so even though they found evidence of, you know, like POWs, Mm -hmm. you know, children of POWs that had, they had children prior to being captive. And then after they found that there was a higher mortality rate of the children born after they experienced the trauma. Or even though I know some people may have heard of PTSS, which is post-traumatic slave syndrome. Absolutely. You know that the descendants of slaves are basically have a higher um, sensitivity to certain traumas, certain uh, mental illnesses and things like that. And they believe it's due to those genetic markers, those mm-hmm. epigenetics. And so, and then there's other things they did it on Holocaust survivors. They've done it on different, you know, um, groups of people. And the results basically are the same that yes, uh, trauma can be passed down. Pregnant mothers, if they experience uh, trauma during pregnancy or before pregnancy, how that affects their offspring, mm-hmm. you know, and the difference in them. So I believe it, it is, but with epigenetics, just like they can be turned on and turned off, it depends on your environment. So, so the environments have to change. Yes. We have you, a right. lot of trauma through mm-hmm. our stories. You don't, PTSD, you don't have to experience something yourself. That's right. Just being, um, seeing something mm-hmm. or even hearing traumatic stories can cause PTSD in people. And they don't understand that. So even some people with George Floyd, 
you know, that was very traumatic for them. Mm-hmm. And so if they're childbearing or whatever, and then they develop PTSD because of seeing some of the things on TV, then they may pass that trauma down to their children if they don't change it. If Absolutely. They don't change the narrative and mm-hmm. they don't deal with those those feelings. And yeah, there's absolutely. several ways that we can do that. So I just wanted to get that part out mm-hmm. um, first as we talk about generational curses mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily a, a curse per se, like you said, you know, but it's that passed down behavior. It's that um, those genetic markers that experience has changed us, and we pass that on to our children unknowingly. Yes, um, us in those those bondages. You're absolutely right, and the, the deal is, is that it's passed on because no one wants to identify them. Yes. Period. Point blank. And the thing is, well, I guess the question is, why don't we? And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about generational curses, what they are and how do we break those? So what are the uh, what uh, what's the reasons why we avoid it? We have shame. We have embarrassment. Right. We have guilt, all these different things. And so but what, what we don't realize as far as a family, especially a community, you have to identify it in order to heal. In order to heal, if you don't want to see your child going through the same thing over and over, the same thing that you've been through, is not to avoid it. You understand? Because, like you said, it's some parts of it's some behaviors that's going to be passed down, and you may know what the issue is, but you don't want to talk about it because of your own feelings or your own guilt. And so, we have to get out the place and out the space of being uh, too ashamed to let individuals know who we are. So this past week, I had a conversation with my cousin and she gave me a lot of information about my family that I had no idea about. So I had to realize, why is that? Okay, or or why was that? Is it because I was too young? Is it because it would change my view of people? Was it because uh, they felt as though uh, I would not have, um, you know, received it well? Like, for example, a couple of shows ago, I explained that um, I'm a direct descendant of Emmett Till. He was my cousin. But my grandmother didn't tell me until later on because she didn't really want me to have a disposition when it came down to different races. The deal is nothing she could have done to change that society is going to shape that for me. But just think about how it would have, I guess, helped mold me in a way to know that I'm connected to and a descendant of, 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 of history, right? It, it will put a little bit more pride in my walk, you know? And, and so I think now is the time where we're finding out more of, of our history and, the lack thereof because you have to remember not everyone are descendants of slaves however we can we may be descendants of of uh let's say servants not necessarily slaves but servants or or different native american um heritage right but we have to check that out and realize how individuals had to survive in order for you to be here where you are today you get what I mean? It's that that type. What you think about that? Um, you said a couple of things. One thing about your, you know, people try to sometimes our parents or our grandparents try to save us from the trauma of it, the traumatic thing, right? So although Emmett Till was tragic, something so powerful came out of his death. 
mm-hmm. and we're still talking about it to this day. And there's a pride that, you know, can be had um, in that story and knowing that you were a descendant or, you know, a relative of a woman who stood up for her son, you know, uh, your, him who he was basically, you know, murdered and everything, but it changed the way we do things. It changed the way we view things. It changed, you know, those images in the, in the newspaper. And so there was a pride to be had in that. And then another thing I was going to say, we were talking about all of the, the shame and why we don't talk about that. But oftentimes I, I still see it to this day, you know, People are like, well, your truth is your truth, but if it involves other people, then you shouldn't say it without that person's permission. You know, who says that? Family, I hear it all the time. Like, you know, if you tell the story, and even with, uh, I will just go with August. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So people were saying that he should not have said it because there were other people involved in that. You know, scenario. Mm-hmm. The the So it wasn't his story necessary to tell. Um, because it, it did involve other people. But like he said, he was like, look, I got to tell my truth. You know what I mean? If I die, I'm going to die an honest man. However y'all take that, whatever, however you feel about that. But he said when it gets in, in the way of his peace and all that kind of stuff, then he has to tell his story regardless of who is involved, you know? But we put a lot of shame and, and, and pressure on people to hide the stories because it may have a dirty, you know, line to it Mm -hmm. you may have been molested by a cousin or an uncle or a father who who did some things and nobody it was damaging to you but nobody wants you to say anything because it will bring shame on the family and so now people are carrying that trauma and carrying and they can't heal because they can't tell their stories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so a lot of people don't address it and confront it because it does involve other people and it may change how the family is viewed or how that person is viewed. And they're like, okay, can I deal with the backlash that may come from me telling this story? You know, and and I I can, I can understand that, but first I want to make sure everybody knows. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome. This is the sanity check. We're talking about generational curses and how important it is. And, you know, you said some things I want to touch on real quick, but uh, Matthew said something that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes it's just being honest and saying, I'm sorry. You, you get what I mean? But when it comes down to August, uh, what's his name? Alcina, Galcina, what is it? Don't matter. Don't matter. Because I, I'm, I'm not fully woke, nor do I really care. But the deal is, is I feel as though he did that. It, it may be his truth, but he's in a point where no one was necessarily talking about him. You understand? It, it, it's almost a a, uh, you know, I, I need some I, something I need someone or I need some type of attention. Either I'm coming out with an album, I'm getting ready to come out with a book or whatever it is. I need to create buzz. So what is something that I can do to sacrifice to put out there in order to generate this buzz? So when I see individuals in entertainment do this, I feel a totally, totally different way about that because things on TV is there to entertain you. All right. Now, when it comes down to um, in the family, now that is a different dynamic because if, you know, you you say, hey, well, I don't want to say this because this person isn't involved and they don't know or whatever. I say, and this is my opinion, hey, no matter how ugly it is, let's say, let's create the environment first to say, know that I love you. And I will always love you 
but I need you to know that this hurt me. And before you try to defend it, you cannot neglect my feelings are valid. Now, if your intent was not to hurt me, that's cool. But I need to let you know that I'm hurting. And this is what happened. And the thing is, let's not do it when it's too late or want to do it and wish we did it. But when it's too late and ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you, if there's anything that's going on, if you have any, any love left in your heart for an, for an individual within your family or even friends or whoever, be love them enough to start that conversation. Like, hey, listen, we cool right now. I, I, but I have this mole, okay? It's this mole right here on my shoulder. And I don't know if you know this or not, but you kind of put it there. I don't think you did that on purpose. You get what I mean? But you have to find a way to start that conversation. What you got, Camille? So I have I have a couple things with that. Mm-hmm. So it's not as easy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, me being in the same situation and even dealing with some things in my family. You know, the mole is there. You, you say some things, but... Um, your family may not even believe you. Yeah. We have so many accounts of like girls who, you know, just say their mother's boyfriend or whatever, and they get blamed. And then mm-hmm. we victim blame. And we're like, oh, you just doing it for attention because I got a new boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. The same thing in the, in the entertainment world. Yes, there is attention. I saw King put on their attention of convenience and some other people said attention seeking and things like that. But the thing is, they're real people. Yes. Being a celebrity yeah. does not you know, kind of shield them from real life situations True. and real life trauma. And so we see this a lot of times we say that out about people. And then even in the celebrity world, people who seemingly have it all or have all the money, they're committing suicide mm-hmm. because they cannot tell their truth or they're dealing with all of the trauma of the things that have happened. I've seen this 26 years old mm-hmm. and this is, you know, years and years and years. So I have some feelings about that because he was very young and impressionable. If, if the story is true, you know what I mean? And I don't have a, a, like I said, I don't have any kind of feelings about that, but if that's the truth, these are his formative where he's trying to figure out who he is as a man and trying to understand what love is and all this and all that. And, and looking at him, there is a whole level of hurt there, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what the situation is, you know, Jada is much more mature. Mm-hmm. She understands what love is that has been defined for her between her and her husband and right. whoever the case is. So there's that impressionable thing where that young man is just learning and those feelings, you know, your first love is like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you'd be like, okay, whatever. But um, with all that saying, uh, being in the public eye does not uh, shield you from real hurt and real pain regardless of when you do it. And then oftentimes we always say that, well, why did you wait so many years? Or why didn't you say this and this and that? People have to reconcile that within themselves. And there has to be a courage that comes out, especially in a public eye, to say that, okay, I'm going to air this this laundry, no matter what it costs me, or even if if it's whatever attention, you know what I mean? So I, I have to give people credit for doing that, you know? And like I said, if it's not a lie or whatever, then okay. I don't know the, the, the background right. of it, but you understand what I'm saying. No, no, I do, so yeah. It's not as easy. It's not as easy. And there are people that have said and shared their stories and have been ostracized from their families mm-hmm. for coming out. And so they have to make a decision. Do I lose my entire family or everybody that I know and love because I need to share this truth? Or do I continue to suppress this hurt and pain that I have, put on this face, this mask every single day and go out and try to live a life? And now... I'm un- and unintentionally affecting my children mm-hmm. because when we have relationships and something triggers, we act out of that trauma that we've experienced because we've never healed that. 
you know, yeah. or the DNA when we're having these kids, these epigenetics, these markers that we have that we've switched on for our children. Mm-hmm. And now they're suffering mental illness or now they're, you know, have higher mortality rates or now they, you know, suffering obesity and all these different things because of what I went through that mm-hmm. I didn't deal with. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's some, you know, a couple of different things there. And sometimes you do have to do the healing on your own as much as possible. You know, that saying, sometimes you have to learn to live with an apology you never got. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you you said that because um, I know uh, my aunt, she sent me something uh, from Oprah. She, She expressed how she had to understand that her mother uh, you know, gave her up for the reasons that she did at the age of 17. And I guess it was T.D. Jakes being able to put into perspective, saying that it's hard if you are a 10 gallon individual, it's hard to receive or to become full if you're dealing with a one pint individual, meaning they're giving you all that they have understand that so that's one perspective the other perspective is being able to say hey you know i don't want to go through this anymore and this is how i feel i'm tired of sidestepping you know this individual or this conversation because everybody know it but nobody wants to talk about it and i'm tired of it to the point where now it can damage us physically Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want to call in a number 618-792-6747. One more time, this, the number is 618-792-6747. So, and, and Trenice is on, what's going on, my sister? She She's saying that it wasn't a lie. You know, Jada spoke out, uh, you know, spoke out with Will and everything. And yes, I do believe that. And what's going on, Miss Jackie? Good morning. Good morning. Huh? <laughs> No. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it either, and and I could care less essentially because it's like if I have to watch, and and this is me personally, no judgment to anyone, but if I have to watch it in order to feel a way about somebody else's issue and the and, and neglect what's going on in my own, to me that's a, you know, it, it's a diversion, you know, and it's a it's a weapon of mass distraction, if you will. What can I do to put myself or my family or our thought processes in line without worrying about listen we talking more about other people business and we trying to get our stuff situated in our own community so one more time y'all the number is 618-792-6747 if you want to call in so let's transition to getting the education from the right sources what i mean by that is we can either look Back in our history, our own history as African-Americans, and then let's communicate with our family members, but the right family members, okay? Because not everybody's going to keep it 100, right, to save face. Now, what do you think about that? You know, same thing. My mother, she she just logged on. Hi, mom. But we were talking yesterday, you know, about her, my grandmother in her later stages of life. She, my mom was asking about, you know, some things um, that she had experienced. And my mom was telling me that what she found was that um, she can look at her life and choices that she made. And it was repeated in my grandmother and her mother and her mother, you know, it's that same cycle of stuff. And it was, uh, wasn't until a few years ago, my grandmother passed away five years ago, um, that she actually had that conversation and was able to put those pieces together. 
And uh, even me, my daughter, she's 15, and I was in her room the other day, you know, plopped on her bed and talking, and she was asking me about some things. And I was like thinking to myself, like, man, you don't know that? And then I realized she wasn't born yet, See? right? And so there's a, a big gap between my oldest and my youngest daughter. And she's like, mom, I wasn't there. Like, oh, do I remember this? And she was like, oh, I didn't even know that you, she didn't even know that I, I had another husband. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> and I had never shared that. And I didn't realize that. And so, you know, when we're having these cycles or she doesn't understand, I've left out and omitted a whole part of my life. So as I'm retiring, I told her, well, baby, I got a lot of leaves, so we'll sit down and I'll kind of go through some things with you because I think that's important for her to know her history or she got to know my history, even know hers, you know what I mean? And then my mother's as well and kind of sharing those things. So we do need to go back and figure out who we are and why we are the way that we are, you know, um, not just as an African-American community, but as a person, you know, my family lineage and how those things may have affected me and why we've gone through so many things. And so that I can understand my history so I can stop what's not good. Absolutely. Changed, you know, what I'm doing with my children, mm-hmm. you know, my oldest daughter, she's already, she's 23. She's out of the house. So, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say she's the lost cause. Cause we, we, we still talk, but you know, I always pray that, you know, and I've always been very honest with her going through those things that this is not what I want for you. You know, I know that I've done X, Y, and Z, but this is not what I want. And so I'm trying to create and build a better life for you. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to repeat the same mistakes. You don't have to go through what my family went through. You can do something different for your family. You know, I didn't get it all, all right, but I've learned some lessons and let me share them with you so that you can be a better person. You know, and so mm-hmm. we have to do that. We have you, to do that. You're absolutely right. And and Miss Boston, how you doing, ma'am? She says our families don't share enough. You're absolutely right. And this is a great transition to, you know, getting the right information from the right people because there's things not just emotionally, but physically. Okay. And I do mean like sickness. There's things that are are, are that's passed down genetically. And if we don't have those conversations about, hey, well, you know, my grandma, you know, grandma had this issue with her, you know, with breast cancer or whatever her mother did, her sisters did, my mother. Don't you think it would have been good to let me know now the fact I have a daughter? You get what I mean? And so being in the military, I know I'd be around the world and all this other stuff. But at the same time, family didn't want to tell me certain things. So I did not worry. And I understand that that's cool, but you have to realize that's in a, in a way it's selfish because a, I want to make sure I'm there to, you know, throw those prayers up. But still when I'm writing down information for my health and they say, Hey, is there anyone in your family that has this, this, this issue? No, Mm-mm, nope. What? I didn't had cancer folks and had diabetes, diabetes, hepatitis, whatever you get what I mean. And, I might, and I, I don't get it, you know, not saying I do, but don't you think that would be good information? If there's no shame in being honest and from the right place. Like, don't get me wrong. There's individuals that would say, hey, well, you know, your mama was this, 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 trying to throw shade or whatever the case it is. Now, that's ignorant. All right. It's a difference between giving someone information and then being shady. Know that that's a big difference. Right. But. If you're doing it from the right place, from love, it is it should be most welcoming, right, and received. What do you think about that? Um, I, I agree. I saw Lily's um, conversation about asking, um, "What is too much to share with your children?" 
Mm-hmm. And like we were just saying, you know, stay away from those family members that throw shade. Don't be that one. I always say a story is just a story until you add memes and it's gossip. There are some things that your children don't need to know who it was, especially like you said, if they've changed and they've been positive and all this kind of stuff. But you can still teach them the lesson in it. These are the type of people you need to stay away from. You don't need to trust certain people. You know, yes. even though they're your family members, you still have to look for certain behaviors. If it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Come let me know. You know what I mean? So you don't want to throw shade necessarily because we don't want to hold pe- people hostage to their past. However, we know that some people, you know, they could be good just like addictions. They could be good for a little while and then have a relapse, you know, 20 years later or whatever the case may be. So we still want to arm our children with the information of the type of people and even in our own families that we we watch out for. But you don't have to share all the dirty details of mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? You don't have to say, well, this exactly and go into all of the things like that because that will traumatize your children in, in and of itself. You know what I mean? So you can tell a story you can teach them a lesson you can give them details without going into the dirty stuff without traumatizing your children so i think it's really really important to do that Mm -hmm. um and then i know um what was other you said um oh the health the health health. in here before i get before you finish i want to let everyone know uh the number is 618-792- Six seven four seven. One more time. The number is six one eight seven nine two six seven four seven. We're talking about generational curses. All right. Go ahead. One more time. Come in. Oh, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. There was someone that wanted to call in. One second. One more time. Good morning. How you doing? I'm sorry. There was someone Hello. All right. You got to cut down your computer, sir. Hello. Yes, the phone. You. Hello. You there? Hello. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Okay. Let let me see. Yep. Yeah. The background. The background is still. I I, I have you guys in the background. Let me see if I can. I'm calling from two different phones. Okay. 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 And we want to say good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Vincent, what's going on? Miss Perry, glad you on, ma'am. Glad you on. You made a great, great post this morning. But let me see, ma'am, are you there? I'm here. Okay, there you go. Welcome. Welcome. Good morning. How you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. All right. What you got this morning? This is Camille's mom. Oh, good morning. Hey, now. Yeah, I, I had an experience, Seth, about... Two months ago, I had my oldest grandson and uh, Camille's daughter, oldest daughter, only uh, I think is six weeks apart. He called. I called him on his birthday, which was May the twenty third, I think. And so, in that conversation, he says to me, "He said, Grandma, I've been thinking a lot." And I said, "About what?" He said, "I realize I do not know my grandmother. I left. Um, he, he lived with me for four years. I left and went to Louisiana." came back and came back to another city. So the last 20 years of his 23 years, I I missed him. And so he says, I don't know my grandmother and I want to come take you to lunch. He said, and you and I are going to talk. I want to know all about you, what, what you have done, things that you've, you've accomplished. And I want to know who you are as a person. And that was an eye opener 
uh, for me, a month, maybe a little bit, a month or so before, one of my brothers, only his oldest son, contacted me. No, I contacted him. He called me back. And he says to me, I mean, auntie, I have not seen this boy in maybe 30 years or 30 some odd years. He said, auntie, I want to know all about my family. I want to know about my dad's, my dad and his father. And I want to know about you. And we had a almost four hour conversation. Awesome. And where I just shared and I found out his, he could be my son. The things that he has done in life, his career choices, his um, uh, degree, his majors, everything, the things that he's doing, our lives almost mirror each other. And he said that really solidified something to him. The whole conversation, oh, my God, auntie. Oh, my God, auntie. That's where I get this from. That's why this. And so I realized at my age, it's time for me to start pinning something Mm. for my posterity. Mm-hmm. They need to know who I am, the things I have gone through, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent, so that they'll have something. When they get ready, they can pass it on to their children because it's so critical. I was very close to my mom, so I knew a lot of things about my mother that I'm informing my other nine siblings who didn't ask those questions. There we go. And so, and, and so it was important again. Before she died, I started to write her book. It was too emotional, and I couldn't finish it. And so, but I realize now I have got to do, I don't want to do for my children and my posterity what I didn't do for my mom or what my mother didn't know because she was 91 when she died Mm. five years ago. So we're talking about, you know, a whole century ago. But anyway, so it's very critical, I think, for if there's anything I would add to this conversation is that uh, people start sharing their stories, whether orally or they put them in writing or digital or or do some... um, videos, get the family together and just have conversations and video those things so that those children will have something uh, as uh, part of the legacy. My final comment was I, I preached my mom's eulogy January of 15. And in there, I tried to go back and share with the, the, the audience who was, you know, uh, my family members, share some things that my mother had shared with me. And we put it on YouTube so that it would be there for Others, as they grow up, they would know something about their mom. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I introduced all of my siblings and what they did. So it, it, so it would be also be a teaching uh, experience for those who decided to share in years to come. So, again, my, my, my piece on this is that there are some things that follow us through generations. And if we don't know them, we don't know how to attack them, how to change them through mindsets, through behaviors, sometimes. For me, I had to go to counseling, and so, and I still have accountability partners, you know, 30-some-odd years later. Awesome. So that that's an important piece that, that I would like to share with this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate Camille calling on yesterday because we got a chance to share a little bit more about we can go back four generations now of women who did things, who, who set patterns in motion that we walked out, and now we having to break that. Yes. So... Good job, you guys. Keep the conversations going. Love what you're doing. All right. Bye. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and you know what she said? So many, so many great things. And it makes sense. A, and that was going to be the next um, segue is keeping a, leg- a ledger. 
right? And journal and asking individuals, hey, is there anything that talks about grandma or great grandma? Or is there anything? So I've just found out last week, no, earlier this week, that my family has been keeping a book full of information, not just, um, you know, who be, it sound like the Bible, who begot, who begot, who begot, who all this begotten. All right. Obviously I was getting in, but you know, it, it, it talks about that, but also there's uh, recipes in there, different foods. And, and then they talk about, you know, who died, what they died from. That is stuff like that. That's very important. However, breaking the curse, breaking the chain, if you will, is our responsibility to at least create the spark, right? To create the spark to say, you know what? I need to contact this person. Hey, I just want to know like your mother did. Hey, tell me about this. And, or, you know, hey, I want to know about my grandma while she's here or while my grandfather's here, my great aunt or whoever. I want to know. I'm willing to know. No judgment. I just want to listen. You get what I mean? So we have to be able to do that. What do you think? I think that's important. I have two quick stories. My oldest daughter had some medical issues and she had to go to the doctor. So she's like, hey, mom, you know, do we have this in our family, this in our family? And I'm like, nope, nope, we don't have this. And I go, but I don't know what your father's side has. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I forgot I had a father. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. Her years ago, which is fine. He's still alive, but he did have a lot of medical issues. But he's been that absent that he she forgot about the whole side of the family because nobody's reached out to her. And then she was like, man, that's super important for me to know because I don't even know what to go tell my doctor. Like, See? because I don't have a clue, you know, and I don't have that relationship. Um, So I'm like... You know, kind of, I don't know what to tell you, you know, and he doesn't want to be a part. He doesn't want to have the conversation. So I can't do anything about that. You know what I mean? And then my youngest daughter, her father died. And so um, he passed away when she was 11, I think. And so, you know, it's hard for her because I asked him because we knew he was sick very, very, when she was very young, I said, Hey, can you do some tapes and stuff? Can you tell her, you know, do a, um, uh, audio recording mm -hmm. about your life, about who you are, because I'm not going to be able to tell her those things about things you wanted to know and all this kind of stuff. He didn't do it. I'm a little sad, but, um, it took another friend because my daughter was experiencing some, some, uh, mental health things going mm -hmm. on. And I, I shared it before and it took a friend of the family as I was over for an event to tell me, Hey, you need to watch out for these behaviors because this runs in the family and nobody talks about it. Mm. It affected my daughter. But it was a friend of the family, not even a family member, who disclosed that to me. See. And so here I am dealing with that stuff as well. And I don't have a good, you know, her father, his father is still here and we have a relationship with his family, you know. So there's some things that I need to find out from them before, you know, they go, they're getting elderly or whatever, um, that are going to be very important for her health, you know, her health history, because I don't know that stuff. You know, and so it is very, very important. And I would say, don't wait till you get to the grandparents or whatever, because we don't know when the parents are going to go. That's right. That's and right. There's going to be some some things that we have to address early on. So if you have children and, you know, they have another size of family, it's very, very important for them to know who they are and what they're dealing with. And then as well to, to give them a glimpse of who they are on the other side. You know, we tend not to think about that stuff, but it's very, very important for us to know too, so that we can help them understand should the other parent go or should the other parent, you know, 
die or do whatever um, is very, very important for them. So I would just encourage people to do that early. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And you you said something that made so much sense. It's that the mental health issues, the mental health, those are things that you can mitigate early if you are honest about it. And then don't get me wrong, there's family members or there's families, they can talk about that cuckoo cousin, all right? But realize that, look, that fruit don't fall far from the tree. Look, and, and listen, don't act like you ain't got it. You get what I'm saying? Hey, you, you might be a, a, a few fries short of a happy meal, your, your damn self, you see? But let's have those conversations to say, hey, look, this is what we have in the family and taking a mature approach about it, not just shunning them. Hey, you know, this person crazy and that person crazy, that person crazy. She cool. This person crazy. And, you know, I'm good. And that person. Cra- what? Come on now. <laughs> Stop it. Because it can skip. You get what I mean? It can skip. Right. Just like, um, you know, people, the, the complexion, skin complexions. One, you might have a dark father and a light mother. Then, you know, everybody's light and everybody's dark. Whatever the case it is, it can skip. So same thing with the mental status. Good morning, everyone. If you guys are just, just, just tuning in, I want to say, hey, hey, this is the sanity check. Make sure you stay okay. And and it, while, while we're going through all this crazy mess, but we want to create the or help you to create the environment to um, talk about your history and your generation so you can move forward with clarity and say, OK, now I know this. Now I know that, like knowing who's in your family, who fought in wars or, you know, who who and what they fought for, what they believed and, and who survived, how they survived. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 prideful. It's something to be very prideful about. You know what you think, Camille? Let me address this. I saw King had wrote on there before. He said that billions of dollars are buried because people don't tell. You know what land did your family own? See what they have that we don't even know about that have been buried with them. Because we don't know where the deeds are. We don't know where, you know, the whoever had this, this estate was taken because we weren't even aware that it was up. You know what I mean? So that is so important that we share, not just that mental health is great, our stories of, you know, who we are, our traumas and things like that, but also our assets. We keep that so private and everything like that. When we go, you know, maybe our kids and our kids may not know how to deal with that or may not know how to manage those things. And then you lose it to the state. Your family could have had all kinds of wealth and, and, and land and all kinds of, you know, businesses or whatever, and it goes to the grave with them. What a shame, you know? So we need to do better when it, in terms of that too, and stop burying our billions of dollars. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. You, you listen. Not just stop burying dollars. How about let's set our family up before you go? Okay. I'm tired of seeing these GoFundMe's because you ain't set yourself up right. You get what I mean? Let, let let's let's do that. So if you don't even have the money to pass on why pass on a bill or a debt to bury your crazy tail because you didn't want it you get what i mean you know how we do so what'd you say I think you're passing on trauma bills and debt between all, all at once. And then guess what? Not not you dead and can't nobody else deal with it. Aha. 
you get what I mean? It, you know, I ain't got to deal with it because I ain't here. Nah, you got this, you got this. Oh, and yeah, that car, yeah, I don't own that. So that's about, somebody go come and pick that on up. You know, oh, and by the way, you crazy. You go be crazy. And and then just wait. You, when you get that little cough, watch what's going to happen 10 years from now. Bye, I'm gone. That's a problem. We need to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? We need to stop with that. Let's be honest. And it is not about just having it all together. You know what I mean? It's not about having it all together. It's about caring and loving each other, loving your family unit enough. And ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you can hear what I'm saying. Loving your family unit enough to be 100 about your 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 lineage. All right. And so you can break the chain of generational curses. What you think, Camille, before we wrap it up? What you think? Absolutely. And, you know, we've talked about all of the things. And before we go, I just want to talk about, you know, how to break those curses, you know, give you some tips on on what to do. And, um, you know, doing some research again, uh, Seth and I both are master rehabilitation trainers. Right. So we teach people how to not just go through adversity, but to grow through adversity. So grow through trauma. And there's something we don't we talk a lot about um, mental health and all this kind of stuff or illness. And, but we don't talk about post-traumatic growth. So there are some skills that you can get um, that will help you grow through. Okay, so just because if you've had trauma, we always talk about layers, trauma on trauma, 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 right? And so we have this in our genes, we have it in our, our environments, we go through it ourselves, and then we have all this stuff built up. But there are skills that you can learn that will help you to get through some of those things. You confront some of those things, you change your mindset your perspective, how you react to things. And you learn those things before another traumatic event happens. And instead of it derailing you for so long, you might have that event happen, boom, but you're able to recover so much quicker Mm -hmm. than you would have had you not had those skills. So resilient skills, resilience talk about, you know, spiritual um, health, your mental health, your physical health, and your social health, and why all of those things are important. And it gives you tools to be able to utilize that in your everyday life to help you to get over some of this traumatic stuff. Seth, I'm going to turn it over to you because I know he has a book and it's called The Black Collar Mindset. And it gives a lot of uh, resilient skills in there. There's tons of information. But, you know, uh, Seth, I'll do this for you. But he has a book. (laughs) And it really is about um, being resilient, how to do that and how to change your thinking and how to do you know, get through some things and how to, um, you know, just chart your course and make, you know, crush your goals and all kinds of stuff like that. So it's very, very important that we, if you never heard of it before, that you start looking into how to be more resilient, think resilient, you know, gratitude is part of it, you know, being grateful for those things. Um, you know, it's so many things out there. I won't go through all of them, but resilience, 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 how do you be resilient? Resilient, and there's so many. Oh, you got on your shirt too. Hey, straight up, and that's what it's about. You're absolutely right. It is about being resilient, and you know, and being here, honestly, being awake, and and just loving, and having this opportunity to speak with you and share with with people around the world. And if you guys see this again, just just keep sharing it. This is all good. This helps build resiliency. You right, or to help us to be resilient. 
having the conversations, changing the, our thought processes so we can take different steps because y'all know what insanity is, right? Doing the same stuff over but looking for a different result and expect, hey, hold on, and expecting something different. You fool. How you going to do the same thing? And like, wait a minute. Now, now I want this. But what are you doing in the process, right? So being being open Saturdays, well, this is what we're going to do. And for those of you that have not, um, if this is your first time, we're going to make sure we add this to the Lion's Den podcast. So this will be available whenever. You don't have to jump on Facebook. You'll be able to go to any, any major pro, uh, podcast platform to listen to it. And you will see it. It'll pop up. It'll say the sanity check. And generational curses but again like she did she talked about the uh the black collar mindset you guys can check it out then I just found out the other day that it's on walmart's website so you can go to walmart and get the black collar mindset at walmart i know y'all going go on and go and get going to get the black collar mindset but it's everywhere you can go to the black collar mindset.com and you, you can check it out there. You can get it on the ebook as well. Or you can get a signed autograph from me. It's no problem. But essentially, it's a book about accountability. Strictly accountability. Stop talking about what you don't have and pointing fingers as to why you don't have it. You are the reason why you don't have it because you did not give yourself permission to go for it. For whatever reason, if it's whatever it is that you want to do, I need to give myself permission to want it because you gave yourself permission and excuses as to why you don't have it. You got to change that. You got to change that. But thank you, everyone that's on Miss uh, Miss Lily Wilson. And oh, yes, Camille, you got a book. What kind of book you got? Well, I do. I have a book and it's called. Um, hold on. Let me get it for you. Why you ain't got your book? Um, I, I do have it. It's right here, but mm-hmm. I was using it as a prop. So, um, my bad. So this is my book right here. It's called Empowering Our Girls. Okay. You know, and I wrote it's an anthology, and there's eight different authors in there. And um, I wrote a book, and it's called Dear Daughters, and it really is just giving life experience. You know, um, how to. Uh, get through some things, some things, lessons that I've learned that I want to pass on to my own daughters. Um, And it's just not for women. It's just, you know, like I said, lessons learned on faith, on purpose, on relationships, you know, things like that. So it's just a little nuggets, but there are some powerful stories in here from other women. Um, Another one is an Air Force member, but there's some powerful stories in there of some things that they've experienced and how they've gotten through and where they are now. So uh, you can, it's on Amazon. It's in Books a Million. Um, I also have it on my uh, website. It's Aspire to Grow Higher. It's Aspire, all one word, the number two, and then grow higher, um, dot com. So you can find it on there as well. Okay, so. cool. So look, make sure when we go back into the, the feed that you type it out and put it in there because we were going to be watching this later on. But ladies and gentlemen, wanna, oh, yep, King already put it up there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what's up. But, you know, I want to thank you all. We're going to be back again next week and let us know if there's anything that you want to talk about, anything to discuss. And this is a safe place to have real and maybe difficult conversations, because don't get me wrong. There's some people that's listening today feel a way, but hopefully they feel encouraged to want to do something. You get what I mean? And this isn't to make, you know, to, to point blame and to, you know, throw shade or anything like that. This is really to um, help expose the benefits of breaking generational curses and that you can say something, but create the space 
to do that, but want to do it from the for the right reason and have it come from the right place. You know? And so before we go, let me just say this one other thing. And I know that we talk about resilience, a lot of people are not, but it really is the pathway, you know, when we're talking about breaking generational curses, forgiving yourself, mm-hmm. learning to love yourself so that you can love others, finding your peace, finding your purpose. All of those things will help us to break because once you realize who you are and how valuable you are, there are things that you just won't accept anymore. You won't accept it for yourself and you won't accept it for your children. And so you start thinking that differently and you start doing better and you start teaching them better. So going through that, go through the counseling. People don't want to go through counseling because it's hard. Y'all mm-hmm. I go through counseling. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go back and revisit those traumatic experiences, but if you don't dig it up, it'll constantly be there. And like we say, it permeates throughout everything that you do. So it's a real healing process. They have vibrational uh, therapy. They have um, osteopathic therapy. They have uh, all kinds of stuff, but get the healing that you need. Mm-hmm. Healing will help break generational curses because you know what you will and will not take anymore. You know what you are worth. And if you know what you're worth, you don't settle for less anymore. Absolutely. And where can people find you at, Camille, if they got questions? About what? About this, right? If oh. they want some, or if they want some one-on-one, hey, conversations. Well, they can always reach out to me on uh, on Facebook, um, you know, or whatever. But I'm, I'm here every Saturday. Um, Camille Stevenson Thomas. Um, I do a lot of stuff all around. But if you guys just reach out to me, then, you know, I'll give you some more resources and things like that. Places that you can go, some articles that you can read and all that stuff. Or I can just, you know, talk you through because Seth and I both have um, our certifications to be able to help through some of this. We're not counselors, but we can give you some skills to help you get get you through. So um, and then we both know a lot about a lot of things. So. You know, reach and, out. Yeah, and feel free to reach out. And honestly, I just know a lot of smarter people, right? And I just take notes and I just pass them on. So majority of the stuff you get from me ain't even mine, right? But you can find me at uh, setthespeaker.com. All right, I have all information on that. The Lion's Den with Seth. That's where you can find this and other podcasts and, 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 and other episodes and The Roar. Check that out. And it's a private group. However, if you want to be invited, Click the button. You got to answer some questions to make sure you write because not everybody can jump on in. It ain't for everybody. But look at look for the roar. And it's a, it's an acronym that stands for racial obstruction and recovery. So that's where we'll be at. And, and you can always, always reach out. They always reach out. And I'm going to give you that 100. I don't sugarcoat it. That's what the problem is. A lot of people don't, you know, they they, they, they don't like it. You see, they, they, they need a little bit of sugar in their stuff. But I'm going to give you some of that, that, uh, that slap your mama. You ever heard of slap your mama? You ever slap your mama? Hey, I put slap your mama on everything. And I might put it on the conversation if you come at me crazy. But I always be honest and give you the truth all right so but anyway everyone we, we well, I, have, I have a website too it's, it's john maxwell group.com so um slash camille thomas mm. so i do uh, leadership courses and things like that i can do them virtually um so you can go on there and you can put in your information send it to me if you're local or we could do a virtual something if you want to do that so i meant to say that too or if you just type it in there john maxwell and camille thomas you'll find me so okay Good. All right, everyone. Well, look, this has been another episode or the first official episode of the Sanity Check. And so we want to thank y'all and we will be seeing y'all next week. Okay, y'all have a good one. Later.